Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Empire Life podcast with myself, Allison Ramsey, with Empire Life, where we are a conscious tech company helping entrepreneurs to launch online empires. And today, my special guest is Puya Irani Palab, and he is the founder of New Earth Business Academy. Business, Business Academy. And I'll hand over the floor to him to intro himself a little bit more. Hey everyone, this is Puya. Super grateful to be on this call. It's my pleasure to be here. I introduce myself as someone who creates seven day breakthroughs for business owners, entrepreneurs, healers, coaches, people who work by themselves and they don't have the structure, the accountability, the systems in place for them to take consistent actions to attract the people that they're here to serve and to really experience what I call a breakthrough. And that is with this seven days, I, I support entrepreneurs to experience a taste of their true power that they know they have, but they haven't actually tapped into it because of all the noise, because of all the distractions and because of all the unclarity. So that's one of the things that I do very well. I know I don't know a lot of things, but this one narrow area is something that I feel like I'm very competent in. I'm very grateful to be of service. Perfect. Perfect. And I would like to dive right in on some of the lessons or the things in your past that have led you up to this point because you you had mentioned that when we were off air and that it it gave me chills it's just incredible on how much personal growth you've had up to this point oh. and everything that has led you to work with the new earth new earth business. academy yeah business academy and launch this in this that it's so in alignment and everybody can feel how in alignment it is for you on your lives and when working with you. And Thank can you, you go into some of those stories or some of the lessons? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, I started off as an employee. I was working at a mechanical engineering job in 2008 and I started started my first business as a personal trainer, as a part-time, which grew into um, a six-figure business. But it sounds very attractive, but it was a very, very scary thing. It was like riding these roller coasters. Every month, I was on the verge of basically going under. And as a result of that, I was a personal trainer. So one of my gifts is actually like kick people's ass to make sure they show up and they, they, they basically get people in shape, whatever it takes, right? And funny enough, I started one of my very first, uh, very successful launches was a 21-day challenge uh, to help people lose fat right? Um, one of my greatest co- uh, coaches, his name is Cable something. And he's been, uh, he works with Bedros Kulian. I'm sure many of people know Bedros Kulian. And he's a partner of Bedros Kulian. He was my personal coach. And he, he introduced me to this idea of 21 day challenge. And funny enough, years later, now I actually applied that in my work with entrepreneurs now, the 21 day challenge to creating a revolution. Um, but going back to what I was saying is that I hired a business coach. His name is Roger Lane. I had many coaches, but some of the ones that really touched me, is his name is Roger Lane. And Roger was a very conscious, present human being. And he's from Hawaii. I met him at an Eckhart Tolle event where I was meeting Eckhart Tolle live. And guess what? I was sitting beside this guy and I, I was like really all freaked out and anxious about my business, but I had this inner calling to go to see Eckhart Tolle. So I go see Eckhart Tolle, which by the way, my business name, New Earth, the name of the book that Eckhart Tolle wrote. Funny enough, I just realized. Anyway, as I'm sitting there, uh, I talked to this guy beside me, he hands over a car, he happens to be a conscious business coach and his name is Roger Lane. So over the next year, me and him worked together and he really, really ingrained some really key principles in me, which many of them I didn't understand till years later. Now, about, I don't know, 2000 and let's just say seven or eight years later, after working with my new mentors, 
all these old seeds that Roger has planted in the past are all coming to blossoming. The power of commitment, the power of accountability, structure, putting our clients as the most valuable things in our, in our business, they are all actually starting to make sense. So this, as I was saying before the call, I was like, you're like, how are you doing? I was like, well, this thing that I'm doing is very small, but it's like, it's like the power of infinitesimal. It's like the smallest, most beautiful condensed. And I feel very con competent. And I feel like all the things that I've done in my life have prepared me to do exactly what I'm here to do. All the books, all the retreats, all the businesses, everything has prepared me for this very moment to do exactly what I'm here to do. And I'm so, so grateful for that. Yeah, we are too. So grateful that you're doing your soul's purpose and in complete alignment. It's, it's incredible. Thank you. And, yeah. And when, so moving forward with that, and I love that you share that with us, whenever you come up or whenever you maybe feel any kind of tiredness or resistance in how visible, because I've been seeing that you're a lot more visible lately, and I love that, and I want to acknowledge yeah. you for that. When you bump up uh, or you feel for it, it can manifest in different ways for everyone that it can look like burnout or how do I continue to be resilient? How do I continue to be visible? Or maybe tiredness? Like how do you, how do you, okay. so what I'm hearing you say is that how do you show up consistently if you don't feel like it? Exactly. Like, yeah, totally. Okay. So there, there are certain things that, we can install as entrepreneurs to try to get more consistent results, right? So that's what Anthony Robbins talks about, the hour of power, the 30 minutes to fulfillment, the 15 minutes to thrive, right? I listen to Anthony Robbins every single day on my drive to the gym for seven minutes and a half, okay? Perfect. The man is a genius. He's created something incredible. He has some gifts, 80% psychology, 15, a few minutes of him really charges me up. So to answer your question, I, I, I install these rituals that empowers me on a daily basis to have a lot of energy and all that. So that's the psychology aspect of it, which is the part of the thing that I'm very passionate about and support entrepreneurs doing it. But having said that, even another angle of it, I'll say, there are things that are called commitments, right? And this is my greatest discovery, honestly. One of the reasons I'm having this breakthrough is because of understanding these few words. What does commitment actually mean? Like, actually, what do you mean when I say I'm committed? right? So it all comes down to clarifying our intentions, our wishes, our goals, and then we got this thing called commitments, right? So the minute we become committed to something, then it's done. It's done. It's easy. It's, there's no negotiable. It's like bullet to the head commitment. So it's like getting on a cardio, cardio machine and you may feel a little bit tired, right? But you say to yourself, I'm committed doing this workout for 40 minutes, no matter what. The minute you say that, boy, is it ever easy to do that. The whole thing will vanish. In the same way, let's say if I'm tired at the end of the day, I've had like a really emotional day. I got into a challenge with a client. I feel really unworthy. I feel like a worthless piece of crap. And then I'm like, maybe I shouldn't do my Facebook Live or thought says. I'm like, whoa, 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 commitment. What are your commitments? And it's like, boom. And I only have five of them right here. It's written down. So I've clarified my commitments in my business and I see myself as a pump. I'm a pump. I don't care what people say. I don't care how many rejections I get. I don't care what happens in my external thing. As long as I keep the pump going, I'm guaranteed to reach my results. As long as I keep throwing those basketball shots, I'm guaranteed to win the game. So that's how I run my business now. I'm not going to like, and thanks to my mentor that he's trained me to think this way. I have a lot of support behind me because 
I sound all tough right now, but trust me, when, when things don't go my way or I get really exhausted, I feel like, oh my God, like I want some love and I can't do this, you know? And that's when I go into my corner and I get the support from my mentors and get that, you know, it's like a boxer in the ring goes in the corner and the guy's like putting things on him. It's like, you got this baby. Just go back in there. Couple more jabs, couple more jabs, couple more rounds. You got this. I really feel like that's what I get every week with my mentorship. And that's what I support others to get on their business. Perfect. I love it. There was so many key points in there that I wanted to touch on. Yeah. That's a, that's I think it's a very funny analogy because as, as entrepreneurs, we are in a freaking boxing match. Honestly, like how many people quit their safety of their job, paycheck after paycheck, start something they've never done before in a world that's conditions to tell us how bad everything is and how everything is going down and all the negativity of the world. And we are like the light of the world. That's why I believe business is the most spiritual act and courageous act that anybody can step into. So I have so much respect for you, for all the listeners, for all the people who are aspiring to become entrepreneurs because that's how we get to change this world around to become the new earth that I talk about. I completely agree. I'm 100%, more than 100% in alignment with what you just said. Totally. Yes. And, and on a daily basis, you're right. There's, there's going to be a lot of wins and there's going to be some losses though. What, how I look at it is like the losses, they were, they were not necessarily losses. They were learning experiences and, and I may not see it. I may not understand right then in that moment why that didn't that particular thing didn't work out that then always having faith and trusting later on even years later i may understand oh that's why that didn't work out with that there, there's no reason to try to force it like you said we're the pump and we're continuously getting light and energy from from source and god and it's like we're not that's it's not our responsibility to try to force something yes to a curve that's not necessarily supposed to right in that moment. And I f for me, that's hard to let go of that. Thank you. Yeah, it is hard for all of us because we have all these, we have all these emotions and I, I have so much respect and compassion for humanity because of the condition called humanity. Honestly, this is our condition. And I, I don't, I think till, till we die, we're going to go through a lot of emotional challenges and, and sometimes we feel incredibly overwhelmed right? And, and I also know, uh, based on my contemplation and experience, that all these challenges and pains and suffering, it's worth it. Because ultimately, life is benevolent. Otherwise, it would not exist. According to Wayne Dyer, it would destroy itself. So life is benevolent. We go through series of uncomfortable circumstances in our business, in our personal life, and everything. And we have to really, really, really tune into the fact that everything is here to serve us and th some things we will not, never understand. And something, as you rightly say, we'll understand it within a short period of time. But we always, 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 everything is here to serve us. So all those setbacks, all those refunds, all those cancellations, all those pen in the ass clients are actually our greatest allies. For example, like last week, I had this very challenging time with a client who just something happened that I just could not believe it. Like it really hurt me emotionally because I saw her blossom. She was really having amazing results and everything was going great. And, and then the way it turned out, it really surprised me. I'm not going to get into detail, but it really surprised me. Yeah. It really broke my heart in a sense. And I really like, I was like, how could this be? And this really inspired me to go back to my spiritual uh, books. And there was one uh, book that I'm 
that I was in my mind, it's the book, The Four Agreements. And I remember number two agreement says, take nothing personal. I love that book. And I was like, what is that? What does that mean, take nothing personal? Oh, I went to this book and I listened to it in slow motion. Like, you know, there's a one, one X and it's like, I went to 0.75 because <laughs> it was so good. And I like literally listened to every quote and pause and have insights awaken in me. And then literally, I genuinely feel so much love for this human being who did that to me or, or went through the circumstance with me because I realized how my little boy inside was actually coming up, making that personal and making that about me and forgetting that each person has complete free will to choose whatever they like, even though I believe that I would not have done what she done. Even though I believe if I shared with thousand people, they all agree that I am right. It's still not justified for me to judge her in any way because she's completely free. And just that the process of depersonalization, the gift that she gave me really empowered me for courage so that I don't get emotionally tangled up with changes. So now when I reach out to people and I reach out to 10 people every day, consciously and intentionally, I, I really, I'm really starting a transformation taking place that I can hear no with total um, I wouldn't say total, but with a lot less uh, emotional baggages. And if I do get an emotional thing come up for me, I said, oh, another way that I take things personally. Thank you for making me become aware of that. So, yeah. Yes, mm, I love that. I love that. Yeah, for me, when I, when I reach out to people, I try to imagine this can go any way that they choose at the end. The end outcome is their choice. Like, as you're saying, I, I do my best to display and I understand with the energy that I'm putting in. Yeah, yeah. And then if they choose no, yeah. it probably wasn't a good fit anyways. Wow. You know, it's, it's such an interesting thing you bring up because it's reminding me of Gandhi's mission where he talks about um, karma yoga or selfless service. And he talks about total resilience, 100% committed to a mission but being absolutely non-attached on how it will turn out. Totally. Like that is an art to be able to get on a call with someone like a consultation, you could say, and be completely present and use everything in me to support this person to step up for his own vision or her vision. If I feel like it's the right fit and face the risk of them totally breaking my heart, totally discouraging me, totally choosing to keep the same, even though logically, emotionally, every part of me and her or him believes that this is the right field, they may choose not to. And boy, does that ever trigger the heck out of oh, me yeah. sometimes. <laughs> you <Yeah. know? laughs> because you, a lot of times we, for me, I'll go back and say, is that, was it all worth it? Is it all worth it? Like we tend to, or I tend to come back on that yeah, question. Yeah. And yeah. then when you do, when you do sign, another thing I tell myself is when I do hear a no, or this is not in alignment for me from them, or I get the feeling that it's not a good fit. Yeah. I tell myself, okay, we're, we are leaving space for our soulmate clients. Like this is me. I'm giving the opportunity, this space right now that let's say the other person, I thought that they were going to fill that space. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like so excited and so pumped up that we're going to be working together. And for some reason it didn't work out. It's like now there's this beautiful opportunity in this space for the soulmate client to step into or for a new friendship or like that really helps me. Or what, what is something that you tell yourself in those, in those or yeah. you talk with your coach about? 
I love that perspective, to be honest. I, I never thought of it like that, but actually in my experience, that's very true. The way it works out to me, uh, and I kind of like how you, how you talk about soulmate client. It sounds really interesting. Um, but the way that it has been my experience is I feel like I have those rough landings on those rough days, right? And it's like when I get like a little, little punch, in the, punch in the nose or a soccer punch in a, in a sense. And then in my experience, in my own experience, when I get punched, and I go and I recover and I just kind of love myself and I give myself self-love and I get my shit together and I go back to my commitment, even though every part of me doesn't want to, that's when miracle happens. Like literally miracle happens. I mean, I have a favorite Starbucks that I go to here. It's my favorite go-to after a punch kind of place where <laughs> recently it's been just a pattern. Like I've been having these challenging days and it's happening every week, by the way. I have amazing ecstatic days, but I feel like, oh my God, like, can it get so good? Like I'm like bubbling from joy. I want to kiss everybody. And then I have days when I'm almost every week when I feel like, oh my God, this is not going to work. Like, am I really going to do this? Like, is this working? Like I have all those emotions come up. So usually when, when those really low points hit, um, I recover. I usually have a nap and I, and then I recharge my body, give myself some rest. And then I go to the same coffee shop. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's see. Let's see how it's going to end today. Well, today so far, everyone's like, let's see how we're going to end it. And sometimes, honestly, with this new perspective, it's the more painful an experience gets, the more relentless I become. It's like directly what Gandhi says, transform your anger into um, like commitment, based on my understanding. Like transforming, just like he says, heat transforms it into light, just like you can get a metal, make it really hot, turns into light. When we get angry, we can actually channel that into relentless, compassionately boldness, with courtesy towards other people that we can serve. Does that make sense? Yes, totally makes sense. And, and revisiting your list that you showed of your commitments, do you, yeah. do you focus on, let's say like two to three commitments a day? Or do you, because if you have more than three, I feel like, does it get hard to focus on all of them? Absolutely. The three to five is new commitments. These are something that are new to me or I'm trying to install. Of course, I have series of commitments that I've worked on for years. Like I don't have to discipline myself to go to the gym. I just have to make that decision at the beginning of the week and go for it. Like it's going to be easy for me now, right? Because it's installed. But to do two Facebook lives a day is a new commitment for me this month, right? And today is like the 21 and I've consistently done it. So those are the things that I keep and it's like in the list of my commitment, emailing my list, two Facebook lives, contact 10 people, right? These are the things that every part of me doesn't want to do it. It says, no, 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 you risk rejection. You don't feel like it. It's not going to work. And it's like, no, commitment or not commitment, commitment, boom, non-negotiable, just go for it. Easy. It becomes easy. Once you have a commitment, it's easy. For example, last night I, I was in the shower and it was about 8.30 or something. And I was about half an hour or an hour later than I wanted to be for my night ritual so that I could actually get good eight hours sleep. So I was, and this is like the third or fourth day that is happening, right? I kept telling myself, I'm going to go to bed early and I just don't, right? And I asked myself the question, I was like, why is it that I'm not going to bed early? Like what, what's going on? And I had this insight. It's like, I'm not committed. It's that simple. I'm not committed to going to bed early. I'm not committed to ending my work at 7.30. It's that simple. And I was like, if I had a bullet to my head, like bullet to the head commitment, could I end my day at 7.30? I was like, I would, I would still be able to get everything done and I would end my day at 7.30. And today, 
I'm telling you, today's my, my thing. I put an alarm clock. I made this declaration. I was like, this is a commitment now. I'm going to today. I'm going to go to bed. Or I'm going to end my work at 7.30 so I have an hour personal time, an hour meditation, and then go to bed. I love it. I love it. I need to yeah. do the same thing. I tend to stay up <laughs> <way too> late. <laughs> <laughs> we all need to go through the similar, similar stuff. Trust me. Like We all have very similar patterns. <laughs> <laughs> and... Another, I, I read that recently or another thing related to that, if I, because I tend to be a workaholic, I also tell myself if something was to happen to me and I was in the hospital for two weeks, how will all my work get handled? Will, will yeah. it be able to be handled in an hour a day? Will it be able to ha be handled in two hours? And, and how can I get there? How can I have these systems where I can also offload or hand this to someone else? Yes. So that prevents me from stepping into the workaholic and perfectionist perfectionism that I like someone else can maybe even do this better than me. And how can I create this? How can I package this up and be able to hand it to them? And then I start noticing that my work is condensed when I have that philosophy or I'm committed to having better systems, automating more things and, Yes, absolutely. And I find that, again, you're at a different part of your business as I am right now. Um, you have been building your team and everything. So you're at a different phase of your business than I, for example. Mine is very like small and it's me only at the moment. And I'm, I'm very grateful for that because I'm able to build it in the exact same way that I, that I, that I like and eventually grow. Um, but, but you are at a different phase of your business. And I feel like the most important thing to do is to actually start with small incremental improvement, the power of incredible and be very gentle to yourself because you're trying your best and you have a big responsibility with your team and everything in your, in your shoulders. So you can't expect miracles overnight, although it can happen. Um, although I do believe in miracles is what I mean, but that we can't, we can't expect it from us and be, be ourselves. So it would be like, like ask yourself the question, what's the one commitment that I can make? that would bring me more towards more freedom. And it could be, hey, I'm just gonna end my day at this time. That could be the first thing. And then yeah. it could be, I'm gonna end my day and get my commitments in, and you know, and so on, so. I love that you said that, we do. I'm not sure about you, but I tend to be really hard on myself. So yeah, I, I love yeah. that you said that. And yeah, and that's the thing, sorry? A lot of entrepreneurs are really hard on themselves. You know? Yeah, and it's funny because it's kind of a it's kind of a paradox because I'm talking about commitment and get things done and da -da 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 and kick your ass, and then I'm talking about be kind on yourself, right? It sounds like a paradox, but it's not actually, because if we choose our commitments consciously, intelligently, in the sense of presence, right, from our heart, right, then our then our mind becomes a servant of our intuitive mind, according to Einstein. So we choose our commitments from our heart, from the yin, from the feminine, from their insights. And then we use our power, the masculine power of decision-making, linear thinking, and decisions to go to work. Having said that, we can only do our best. And that's the third agreement, funny enough. It says, always do your best, right? So we always do our best. But one of the principles that this year I've been exposed to is, is a teachings of, by a woman named Teal Swan, which I really highly love. And her message to the world is self-love. She was a person who was uh, raped and abused uh, from five years old till 16 years old. And I didn't even like it on YouTube for, for many years. I, I thought she was just this weird, cre creepy, um, spiritual woman, you know? And it was, it was till I hit rock bottom and a lot of things happened to me that I went back and I started to expose to her vibration. And, and she has a great book called um, uh, Dawn, uh, Shadow Before Dawn. And basically the idea is that 
one of the greatest idea from the book, it has its self-love toolkit on the second part of the book. It's called self-love toolkit, which I feel every single entrepreneur should have that in his back of his toolkits because without self-love, we're going to beat ourselves and by beating ourselves, we're never going to get anywhere. You know, that's our old society belief that keeps beating us. We make commitments and when we have breakdowns, we learn from it through compassionate communication to ourselves. So to finish up the story, she has this thing called 365 days of self-love challenge where we basically make a decision that every single day we, we speak kindly to ourselves and we ask ourselves the question, what would someone to lo who love himself do? So when we have a breakdown, let's say, let's say you said to yourself, you want to go back to bed at 7.30 or like myself and I don't. And I ask myself, what would someone who love himself, how would someone who love themselves talk? And I would say, you know, Puya, I understand you weren't trying to go to bed early and you didn't. Um, you are responsible, but it's not your, your fault. You're not, I'm not judging you, but you're responsible. So there's a difference between judgment and responsibility. Judgment, I was just contemplating this yesterday. Judgment is to say you fucked up and you don't have a chance of improvement, right? Responsibility is saying, I realized that there was a breakdown and I, and I fucked up, but I know I can improve on it. And it actually, the very mistake is the soil for me to become better. You see the difference? Yeah. So that's the call of self-love is the attitude of unconditional love towards myself. And this enables me to honor my commitments. It's like a balance. It's like a wing of an airplane or a, or a wing of uh, two wings of the bird. That's how we fly. Self-love and compassion has to be there. And then the power of commitments and honoring our world words and do whatever it takes. They yeah. And then, and then asking the question, how can I do better today? Or is this something that is like you said is, is this not within my integrity and can i let this go and can i revisit this for me <clears throat> like we were doing sometimes two live events for our our company a month and it was completely draining me it was something that i realized i'm not in full integrity yeah. with that it's maybe yeah. i'm not ready for that yet or i don't have enough systems set up that i have enough help with it mm -hmm. So <clears throat> I decided maybe I want to do one live event every two months instead yes. of one a month and yes. where I'm still keeping that commitment to myself and I'm in full integrity with that, that I'm not quite ready for what I had bid off or what. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or it's just right. not for your highest good at the moment. Yeah, it's that not simple. for my highest good yeah. and talking to myself of how can I be better at this? How can I be in full commitment? No, it's still in alignment and I'm not completely drained and I'm yeah. not going to be burnt out because if I stayed with that commitment, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to burn me out. Yeah. So in that case, you just renegotiate your commitment and you reevaluate it. And, and you got to be very careful that this is an emotional decision because obviously when things get tough, our mind has a very beautiful way of rationalizing, coming up with all kinds of stories. Mm -hmm. So that's why I love to have a, a counselor. That's why my mentor, my mentors are not coaches, okay? Like I, I want to be very clear on that because there's a big, I have a little thing happening here. <laughs> and that is there's coaches and there's mentors, right? And, and my mentor is really funny. He's a, he, he actually used to train Israel army. You know, so he's kind of like that intense. He was in the Israeli army as a, as a sergeant or whatever, whatever the rank is. Uh, so basically, he's not a coach. Like coaches say, so how do you feel? What do you think about this? What would you want to do? Maybe I should give you a hug. Can I give you a rub? No. Mentor, 
He just gives you what he, based on his deepest wisdom from compassion, he'll be like a Zen master, will hit you in the head to wake you up, to get to the results, because that's what you hired him for. He's not there to you know, kiss your ass and sweeten the ride. No, he's there to make you reach your goals, whatever the heck it, need, whatever the heck it takes. Sometimes it's love, sometimes kicking the ass. So that's why I love my mentor, who I go to counsel in regarding those challenges. Like, let's say if something's coming up and it's not working for me, I go to him and I ask him, like, here's what's happening. And he can tell me if I'm full of shit or like he can tell me, no, like you are just coming up with excuses. You have 24 hours in a day. You have plenty of time to get shit together and get all these commitments done, right? Like this can be done humanly possible. You are not doing it because you don't want to. And that's a different story. Or he may say, you're absolutely correct. You were overcommitted. Let's, let's change it. Right? So I don't make this emotional decision based on how my day was or based on what happened. I make the decision consciously as a, as a cooperation of another conscious being who's committed to me and reaching my goal. And then this way, when I create a new strategy, I can come to my business and I can just keep going without having to keep going up and look if I'm going the right direction. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. There's a strategy and there's the actions in business. So one of the challenges that I see many of entrepreneurs and myself is that I feel like I can do everything by myself. So then I come up with a strategy. I'm like, oh, I discovered this from this Facebook. I'm going to like do this. <laughs> and then I create a strategy and then I go to work. I'm like doing, doing, doing. And the results that I get are difficult or challenge. Then I try to change my strategy. And that's a big mistake because we're never going to get to anywhere unless we go through challenges and struggle. So having someone on my side enables me to get that, get that strategy in and do not change it until I, I consciously choose otherwise. And I just keep taking action towards one direct line till I finally reach water, till I dig that hole deep enough that it goes into water. <clears throat> yes. Otherwise, I'm just yeah. all over the place. So right now, if you were to give an, a new entrepreneur starting a company or they're starting their second or third company, what's the, like, the three key points that you will help them to, to say, like a gold nugget of if you do this, this is going to help you be more successful in the totality of your company. Like this is something you must do at the beginning. Like what is kind of like coming up for you or what do you wish that you knew <clears throat> when you were starting your new company? Yeah, this is very, very beautiful uh, question because I recently actually did this exercise according to Anthony Robin when he gets you to actually go into all your successes, right? Like everything you ever achieved in your life that you actually are happy about, right? So list those four or five things that you're really happy about and especially business and economy and things when you actually measurably created something. And then he has an exercise where he says, um, look at the formula. Like what was the formula, right? And, and in, the experience, there's a, in my experience, there's a breakdown. There's a decision that we make. There is a commitment that takes place and there's massive action, right? So um, in my experience, I recently did this exercise and I came up with the main points that enabled me to be able to launch this new project, New Earth uh, Business Academy that's doing so well and it's like crushing it this month. So how, how I went about it is the first step first is I became absolutely clear on my, what, I'm, what I'm deciding to create and I said no to all the other options. I think a decision is a very masculine thing. It's a very masculine um, um, approach and it cuts other options. The word decisions means to cut other options off. That means they don't exist anymore. But to make that decisions, I feel it's very important for us to go to our heart. And this is a very important point because... Um, Chinese have this thing, um, a symbol in the book I Ching, they have this thing called, um, this, one of these gene keys is basically is the symbol of abundance. And the funny thing is symbol of abundance has all masculine symbols in there, masculine lines in, in this hexagram, 
accept one point of uh, yin or feminine uh, uh, essence in there. So the most abundant can uh, the most abundant decision, the most abundant business always has that core of femininity in there. Right, so that's very important. In other words, the decision has to come from our heart, not from our head, not from ego, not from competition. So that's the key. So to beginning entrepreneurs or somebody who just wants to start to really get deep into what's true for you, what are you, what are you here to do? What is true for you? Right, for me, I was like, I like I I hit rock bottom. Nothing was working. All these partnerships that I was trying to form was not working. I had like five doors closing my face. Right, and I was like, I couldn't understand. I was like, what? What is going on? I have all these skills. I have all these gifts. And I was like, what is true for me? And I was like, I'm here to coach. I'm here to serve humanity. I know I can do a great job at it. That's true for me, right? So that came from my heart from deep, deep, deep experience of suffering. And then once I did that, then this is the first step is to make that decision. Like I am going to make, like starting small, I'm going to start this business. I'm going to make my first thousand dollars. I'm going to make my first hundred dollars doing this particular thing, right? So that's the first is the decision. But all the decisions in the world is not going to help us if we don't have a plan. So we come up with a plan, like the best plan we can come up with at the time. So my plan was to uh, basically go find 10 people that I can help today right away and get them to pay, pay me a $200 refundable deposit. Like how can you fail in that? I was like, I'm going to go find 10 people to give the work with me for free and, and just pay me $200 refundable deposit. If you don't absolutely crush your goals, I'll give you money back. And even if you do reach your goals and you still want your money back, I'll give it to you. Like, how can you say no to that? And it's written in agreement, signed and dated and everything. So that was my plan. I, I was like, I know this is going to crush it. So I, I come up with the plan. And then I also knew that today I feel all enthusiastic. Tomorrow, all my emotions shit will come up again and I doubt myself and I forget myself. So I was like, what do I need to do? I knew exactly who I need to go with. One of my previous mastermind um, buddies and also my mentor, I knew exactly who I need to go with to, in order to make sure this plane is going to take off. Because every plane that wants to take off, it needs to reach to speed velocity, right? So a project has to have a momentum in it. So I knew I need momentum. So making decisions, number one, from your heart to come up with the best plan that you can come up with ever and keep it simple. Three steps, step one, step two, step three. For me was find 10 people that are going to, that are going to work with me. Step two, uh, over deliver to them and get half of them enrolled into my next program and then repeat the process, something like that. So, and the third step is to get someone who will not let you off the hook. Our society is filled with a lot of wishy-washy and people pleasers and all that jazz. Like nobody actually is really caring, honestly. Even many of my coaches that I love and they help me, they didn't really give a shit, you know? So it's very, very challenging to find some mentor who is going to keep his word and is going to call you on your shit and is going to make sure that you're going to follow through. I think that's the key, follow through consistently. So step one, decision, step two, plan. Step three, having a system of follow through. Somebody who will literally will not let you get off the phone, who will call you on your shit, who will fire your ass, who will tell whatever it takes to make sure that you will take action. Because that's what it comes to at the end of the day. If you actually have all these ideas and you don't act on a consistent daily basis, this, in this 3D form, nothing is going to happen. In, just, in this life, nothing will take place. <clears throat> yeah, I always go back to the universe takes you at your own word. And as you continue to keep, you continue to keep, like you were saying, consistent, resilient, and you're like, this is what I want. Hey, did you not hear me the first time? I said, this is what I want. This is what I want. This is, and you feel as if you're repeating yourself. But when you're, you're resilient and persistent in that mission of, yes. no, I said, this is my mission. I said, this is my mission to yourself and to everybody around you this is my vision, eventually, or probably even faster than we realize, it'll 
it'll come. Like those people that are also like, yeah, I've been thinking that too. I am completely in alignment with your vision. And then they start coming to you because they see your, your vision clearly and you're, you're resilient. Yes. Yeah. That's the gift of determination. Determination. I love that word. Determination. Determination is actually means to determine, to decide, right? The determination comes from decide, right? And determination is actually a gift that occurs to us after we are in this, overcoming this inertia of starting a project. So all these beginners who are starting, there's this inertia. We look at all the problems that we have to solve. We look at all the failures we had. We have the mountains of our past failures in the back behind us, right? So once we determine, like I said, we make a decision, we determine, and then we keep doing that. We become determined and become determination. And if you keep determined and keep consistently going, we become invincible. <laughs> Thanks to Richard Rudd to his wordings that he uses. Yes, it's invincible, invincible. We're invincible within our vision, though that goes back also that there's some degree of the femininity within the invincible that I personally have to learn. I was like, okay, I am invincible up to a certain point. <laughs> like I need to be able to ask for support, like you yeah. said, mentorship, help. Yes like reach out to other people hey i really need this support and also how can i support you yes and like understanding i'm not quite invincible like up to a certain point i may feel like i am so like how how do you handle that or have yeah, you, well, you you touched on something very beautiful is that invincibility even though it sounds like a very masculine badass like i'm gonna take over the world kind of thing is actually very very beautiful here's here's the interesting part about it invincibility is actually not this tough badass motherfucker let's just say that doesn't have any um like is, is basically is not this karate kid it's it's most it's more like judo okay so invincible has a touch of femininity it's like water that's the best example bruce lee uses right so water is like a sense of invincibility because it flows and it's dynamic and it changes it resists nothing it uses gravity it takes the path of least resistance but it cannot be stopped you cannot stop water if there is water baby is going to come through so that's what i mean by invincible and absolutely by myself i am absolutely nothing like nothing even christ says i by my own self can do nothing that's jesus christ for crying out loud <laughs> right so we, we, are, we cannot do anything by ourselves and that's a fact right so you're absolutely correct we need to have our own support system not only mentors but also a mastermind of people who are here to support us so we have three different group of supports um, we have gr a group of people who are lower than us or our clients or people that are less evolved than us in this particular area that we, are, we, are, we have the honor to serve. Then we have the people who are kind of been through the things that we're doing. They've invested in themselves. They've worked building businesses for years. They have something to teach to us like consistently. And they're kind of at the same level. And we, we have that relationship. And then we have people who are kind of above us that we can reach to through these podcasts or through um through programs and through coaching and through masterminds etc so we absolutely you're absolutely right we need them but I, I see i as v right so in our business we have a team and through our team we're invincible because the mission it's not about me it's about the mission that's going to come to life and and when we do that then we become invincible not by trying to take over things but being flexible by loving ourselves and we have those discouraging moments and then coming back Coming back again with full enthusiasm. That's why there's a great quote that says, success is to go from failure to failure without the loss of enthusiasm. Yeah, yes. That <laughs> is total success. <laughs> yes. So hard to put into action. Ah, oh, yes. So challenging. Psychology. 80% psychology. 
And Puya, awesome. before we hop off and yes. how can people contact you? We're definitely going to be dropping the links in absolutely lives and in the podcast, but Yes, I would be happy to uh, connect with anybody who's interested. I'm going to have a bunch of gifts and all these goodies on my website. So feel free to visit it. It's going to be puya.us or puya.us. That's P-O-U-Y-A dot U-S. Oh, that's perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for what you do. And thank you for inviting me. It's been a pleasure.